What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's good, Eagles fans? Welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tony DeShields II, and I'm joined by our Eagles insider, John McMullen, who does amazing work for jacobsports.com, who also does amazing work for Sports Illustrated, and also does spectacular work on Birds 365 with John McMullen. Before we get too deep into the content, you guys, y'all know what to do. Smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the content. Also, make sure you guys comment below if you're watching this live stream. After the fact, we appreciate everyone who watched the content. Uh, and before I get too far ahead of myself, I got to I gotta let you guys in on something. Yesterday, my power went out, and I'm super, super apologetic for the fact that I left my man John McMullen hanging. I really didn't mean to do that, but I'm not an electrician, and I also don't work for the city <laughs> or, the, or the state of Texas or the city of, well, I'm not going to say the state city, of man. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds crazy, to, doesn't yeah. it? It sounds yeah. crazy, but I'm not, I'm not going to give you the city. Not gonna give you city, but I am in Texas. Texas is pretty big, so uh, I doubt you guys would be able to locate me uh, that way. But, uh, <laughs> but John, how are you doing, my man? Uh, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, um, yeah. Last day of practice before the first preseason game, so that's pretty exciting, huh? Twenty three in a row. History about to be made in Baltimore. <laughs> That's, that, that is such a weird streak. I mean, I, I can't yeah. wrap my mind around it. It's it, it's some kind of juju going on at MT Bank. Yeah, I well, everywhere. They haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. It is that I joke about it all the time. It is one of the weirdest things because it's not like they play their starters all the time. The fact that you're able to win obviously John Harbaugh's trying to win these games and he's um I've talked about coaches in the past. I covered Denny Green. Denny Green believed uh, winning was a habit, um, as he described it. And, yeah, when you're out there, you try to win the game. Nick Sirianni says the same thing. But the fact is, when you get to your third stringers, you know, at some point you figure, well, the other team's just going to have – and a lot of it has to do with who has the better third-string quarterback, to be honest. 
And you would think over that span, somebody would have been better than the Ravens. It really is an amazing streak. Meaningless, but amazing. Yeah, for sure. 23 games. How many years would that be? That Because they changed the preseason <clears throat> from four games to three games, what, two 20, seasons it ago? Dates, two seasons it dates ago? back to 2015. 2015. Wow. So they're creeping up on a decade if they can uh, if they can keep it going. Yeah, that is wild. So uh, before we get into the depth chart, uh, because the Eagles did release their oh, one of my low key unofficial. favorite days of the world, as I say. Really? Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to that. But before we do, I gotta gotta keep you on your toes here. Uh, what's going on with this Eagles uh, injury report right now? Who's who's Nothing. down? Who's up? You know, you know. Give us some insight on that. The Eagles are probably bolstered again because as we get to week one, there's two guys on the injury reports, uh, Patrick Johnson, um, who was carted off, but thankfully is not a serious injury, but he's still out with an ankle. And so is Deion Kane, and that's it. Everybody else, Nicobe Dean got back on the field today fully. James Bradbury was back um, fully. Um, earlier so everybody's healthy uh if nick sirianni wants to play them which of course he will not you know everything's cia level with nick sirianni even preseason week one he's pretending like he still doesn't have a decision he does but i i don't know i can't explain it nobody cares nick if you're watching, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles are keeping everything G14 classified. Shout out to Rush Hour and Chris Tucker. Uh, so uh, let, let, let's get into this depth chart. You know, let, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, <laughs> Can I just say, don't take this seriously, people. It, it is not. It comes from the media relations department. Right, right. And no offense to those guys, but sometimes they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so people lose their mind. And look, I mean, the funniest part is the running backs. They just put them in alphabetical order, all five of them. Yeah, they're not slick, um, by the way. That was I, I saw I saw your tweet. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, like I said, Kenny Gainwell's kind of uh taken uh a leg forward uh over the past week or so. And if there's I've said if this were a real game, uh, he would be the lead back uh, in the group. Um, But it's early. It's August 10th. Um, You know, over the next, you know, week, they have two preseason games and they have two joint practices. So, you know, they play obviously Baltimore on Saturday, Cleveland's in Monday and Tuesday for joint practices. And the game is Thursday with the Browns. So a lot of work, a lot of pads, a lot of reps coming up and there, you know, there's still time for Rashad Penny, Deandre Swift to step up um, and take that mantle away from Kenny Gainwell. I know a lot of fans believe that's going to happen. Um, and they're going to be shocked, I think. I really do. They're going to be shocked because what you believe the reputation of those players are or is or were, they're not outperforming Kenny Gainwell at training camp. Yeah, the running backs on the depth chart is, is, is pretty funny. Like you said, they put them in alphabetical order. 
but I noticed they kept Kennedy Brooks out of the party. <laughs> poor and, Kennedy. Uh, poor, poor, poor Kennedy, Kennedy man. Uh, he, he couldn't even make the alphabetical order list. But, you know, your, your tweet, you said, you know, it's, it's likely going to be Kenny Gainwell. And, and you say that now. I mean, he's gotten the book with the snaps and, and training camp. Uh, you know, he has, you know, he's, he has he has the most experience in the, in the system outside of Boston Scott. Uh, so, so it's really interesting because, you know, initially, you know, you would think DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, like they seem like the more talented guys. Right. But I think this goes beyond just talent at this point. Well, uh, not I mean, Kenny's a talented guy. I mean, uh, that's yeah, not taking what, anything away Kenny, from Kenny, by the Kenny's, way. You know, Kenny's another guy. Look, I don't understand. I always say it. There's there's some guys who get pigeonholed in the certain situations, and I I don't know. I don't know. This is one of those again where I can't explain it. You're going to have to explain it to me, because there are people who haven't seen a rep in training camp, who haven't seen a rep of this team, and they are concrete belief that Rashad Penny who you know probably haven't seen play all that much and DeAndre Swift are better where does that come from where does that come from you know I, th- I think they lean on their past history but the history but Penny is can't stay on the field DeAndre Swift can only give you 12 to 13 games a season I mean hasn't had a thousand yard running season but He's had a thousand yard total yards from scrimmage season before, but you know, Kenny Gainwell, I'm expecting big things from him this season. Um, I, this is his first season uh, without Miles Sanders. Obviously, he's playing alongside some pretty talented guys, but I think I think this can be a big year for Kenny. What do you think? Yeah, well, it, look, I don't want to overstate it and say that I have all this confidence in Kenny Gainwell being right. an All Pro because that's where people are going to go get it. No, well, he has a, I, he has a big is, opportunity, right? A big opportunity yeah, he has a, he has a very big opportunity. This is a weak group. This is a weak group as a whole. You know, when I talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe the deepest team in the NFL. I'm talking about the defensive line. I'm talking about the offensive line. I'm talking about the receivers, the quarterback, the cornerbacks. I'm not talking about um, even I feel a little bit com- more comfortable at safety now after watching Reed Blankenship over the past uh, two, two and a half weeks. Um, I feel more comfortable at safety. I do not feel comfortable at running back if I'm the Eagles or I, and I do not feel comfortable at, at linebacker, obviously. And as they signaled by, bringing in Miles Jack and, and Zach Cunningham. Um, so, you know, he's the best of the group that they've got together right now. But they spent what they spent. Like I always say, contracts don't tell you everything. I'm not trying to say they do. They tell but you they enough. tell you a lot. They tell you a lot. And nobody was knocking down the door of Rashad Penny because of the injury history. I'm not saying he wasn't a talented back coming out and when he was healthy but i think you know this assumption that everybody stays in some kind of stasis you know when you tear your acl it affects you when you break your fibula it affects you and rashad was talking today as a matter of fact talking about how he's you know the eagles have helped him when it comes to his uh, diet nutrition trying to get him as healthy as possible so hopefully that helps him uh, he's lost some weight. He thinks that'll help him. And we'll see, you know, when the pads come on, 
um, and they have been in camp, but I mean, live reps, uh, games, he'll have an opportunity. He's going to play in Baltimore. Um, he'll have an opportunity to show if he can still be the guy people think he is. Um, DeAndre Swift, I got to tell you, Tom, he, he's got, you know, fans used to criticize Miles Sanders for kicking it outside too much. Um, times that by about five. DeAndre's always kicking it outside. Well, Co- Coach uh, Staley, Duke Staley, uh, when he went over to Detroit, I think when the I think when Detroit was on Hard Knocks, you saw there was a clear disconnect between uh, Coach Staley and Swift when it came to what you know Staley wanted from Staley wanted him to you know put his head down yeah. and get between the tackles, and too often Swift would bounce it outside. Yeah. So I think from when this started, because when this started, I thought Swift would be the lead back and Kenny would be the third down back. Hmm. Sort of that's how the Eagles would go about it. Now I think it's turned. And Gainwell's going to be the lead back and Swift's going to be the third down back. The 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 Eagles have kind of found out what the Lions found out. You know, he's a great receiver, but you know, he's not going to take the football in between. Like one of the, one of the underrated aspects of Kenny Gainwell's game, he is a good runner between the tackles. Absolutely. Shouldn't be. You know, you look at him, 5'8", 200 pounds, looks undersized. He's got a real knack. For th- and, and, and the Eagles have used him. You've already seen this. They've used him in the red zone. Um, they, in practice, they use them in backed up situations yesterday. They, they were backed up again, uh, against their own, own goal line at the two yard line. First play run up off the left side to Kenny game where Kenny got five yards bang in between the tackles. All Do of you sudden, think that's a mentality thing? I'm like, because it has to be, I mean, a guy <laughs> like Swift, he's dealt with injuries and you would think that. Because of his injury history, it would make him a bit skittish about running in traffic and, you know, you know getting caught up in the jump. skittish. You know, Kenny was talking that as well. If you're a running back in this league, I, I don't think you're skittish. But okay. I think there's there's certain guys, and DeAndre has an explosive ability, and Miles, to a certain degree, was the same way. And they kind of w- always want to hit a home run. And what what you were referencing with Deuce Staley, you know, it's great to hit a home run when it's there, you know, when you square up the pitch. All right, swing for the fences. But the point is, if the play's blocked for three yards, you better get three yards. And the good backs will get four or five. Um, what you can't do is get a negative run because you're trying to kick it outside or lose, you know, maybe get one yard when you should get three yards. So that's what coaches always say. Get what's blocked. And the really, really good backs get more than that. They'll get yards after contact and things like that, the really physical backs. But can't hit a home run every play. And if it's blocked for three yards, you better get those three yards. And if you don't, that's where you get, you know, sort of pigeonholed. That's what happened to DeAndre in Detroit. It seems to be what's happening to him here in training camp with the Eagles as well. 
So maybe the lines were right. Yeah, maybe they were. You know, we, we're you know we're definitely going to find out for sure in in the long run. Um, last question on the running backs, and then I'm going to transition to right guard. Uh, five outside of Kennedy Brooks, I see five guys here. What? Are, how many running backs do you anticipate this team taking into the season? Four. Four. How many um, did they take last year into the season? I believe it. Yeah, it was four. Um, um, it was Miles. It was uh, obviously Boston, Kenny, and and they carried Trey Sermon um, for the entire year, which tells you they liked him. Um, and he's in the mix. But I think, you know, if you ask me, the two guys who are going to be on this team 100% right now are Kenny and, and Swift, DeAndre. Everybody else, you know, it's likely that Boston Scott's going to be here, but if Rashad Penny can be the kickoff returner and they like Trey Sermon, you know, they could move on from Boston Scott because there's a little bit of a, a ceiling there. Um, I talk about Rashad. If they say, you know what, if Rashad's not going to be a meaningful uh, part of the rotation, you know, it's not a lot of guaranteed money. They could just move on. Um, and then Trey Sermon, if he doesn't deserve to be on the 53, you could probably, if he plays poorly in preseason, you'd probably get him on the practice squad anyway. So you can just go that way and, and, and keep him in the organization, get him through waivers and put him on the practice squad. The right guard spot with Cam Jurgens, I think you and I pretty much knew that was a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, but – what, you know, walk me through, uh, you know, your mindset right now with that right guard spot and what you've seen from Cam to justify him being the starter. Outside well, let me say, let, let, let me say again, this step chart is not. Uh, it's very unofficial. It's not. Yeah, it's not a foregone. That's not. It is a for. I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it is a foregone conclusion that Cam is going to be the starting right guard, but not because of this step chart. Um. He's taken every first team rep. Right. The competition never developed. He's played uh, well, no glaring mistakes. Um, he's a good player, and he'll fit in, um, I think, pretty seamlessly. Um, the only issue is, you know, if Jason Kelsey does get hurt, um, He's also going to be the backup center. So then you have to move him inside the center, and then you have moving parts. And Stout doesn't necessarily like that, but that's, you know, they've lost some depth, and they're not quite as deep on the offensive line as they were last year. But that was that was not going to be possible to keep that up because mm-hmm. last year Cam was a backup, you know, and uh, uh, Andre Dillard was here. I mean, that's ridiculous depth uh, on the offensive line, not to mention the Driscolls of the world. So they knew Andre Dillard's getting paid $10 million. Hey. You, you, you can't keep a player like that as a backup. And obviously they lost Isaac, so um, – who also got eight, nine million, whatever he got from Pittsburgh. So um, they're not quite as deep, but the starting five is 
still the best in the best in football. I noticed on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Kelly Ringo and uh, Josh Job on this unofficial, very unofficial. I'll reiterate that <laughs> very unofficial depth chart. Uh, those two guys are listed as the primary backups to Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Uh, walk me through uh, why do you think that is? And, uh, you know, I'm curious as to why Makai Gardner maybe hasn't, you know, garnered that type of attention, so to speak, from this depth chart. Well, part of it, I mean, Kelly's going to make the team, right. uh, you know. Josh Job is it's appropriate. Josh Job has played really well. I mean, he is the backup outside corner. So, you but know, has Makai been able to push them? Has he been able to somehow rock the boat there? No, but he's done a really good job as an undrafted rookie. Um, I, I mean, he's been better than Ringo. Um, mm, but they drafted think, Ringo, so we know what that is. Yeah. Um, and Ringo's got a higher upside, but just if you're talking about, you know, how they played in training camp, Makai's played better. Um, but Ringo's got a, a really high ceiling. Josh has been tremendous. He's the backup outside corner. So if Bradbury and, or Slay go down, Josh would be the first one in. Um, and then Kelly's here to be a long-term prospect and, and certainly is going to be on the roster. Um, and, you know, you have to start talking about how many corners can you keep Um and I think they're going to keep six and they're tremendously deep. Um, and that leaves Makai on the outside looking in. Hmm. Um, and you got to hope you get him through wave. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, you know, and that's one where maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he didn't play well in the preseason, <laughs> to be honest, uh, to try to get him on the on the practice squad to get him through waivers. Um, but yeah, he's a big physical corner um, and he's played well, but it's just uh, it's a tough numbers game for him. Um, you have to keep uh, remember. It, it, so we're talking about Nichols as well. So we're talking Bradbury, Slay, Maddox, 
Josh Job, uh, Zach McPherson, uh, mm -hmm. Kaylee Ringo. So, I mean, that's good. That that is a good good group. Um, and to the point where you know Greedy Williams, a former second round pick, he's not even close. Mario Goodrich, they don't want to lose Mario Goodrich. They got they think they have three nickel corners, and wow. their top nickel corner last year, Josiah Scott, isn't even in the conversation. Yeah, where um, is he? I actually don't even see him on here. Where? Oh, there he is. Okay, Josiah Scott got it. You know, he, he he's a guy who who made a play here and there um, last season. I think he had an interception uh, in that uh, Packers game, and he had one in that Saints game. So I mean, he. He, yeah, I mean he's an NFL player. He's yeah. and and he's cross trained. He's got some versatility. He plays safety as well. Um, so he plays nickel and safety. Um, but they can't keep him on the fifty three. Right. Um, they just can't. Hopefully, you know, if they can get all those guys through, um, and I'm talking about Garner, Goodrich, and Scott. They would put all three on the practice squad if they get them through waivers. You know, with this preseason game coming up, and obviously, again, we're dealing with an unofficial depth chart, and Nick Sirianni refuses to give up the launch codes to the starting guys uh, for this game. But I'm curious, uh, by your estimation, who are you most looking forward to seeing out there perform? Who, who, who to you is an intriguing uh, watch in this upcoming matchup with the Ravens? Well, you know, I'm 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 interested to see what we talked about to start the show, the running backs, um and and the linebackers, because those are the two positions I'm concerned about. Um and not necessarily the starters or the people they project because you know, they're Nicobe Dean probably if he does play it'll be a series or two and he'll be out. But you know, all everybody else basically at linebacker uh, could be on this team, could be cut. Almost every single player. Um, if you ask me, like, who's going to make this team at linebacker, same thing. Two two players, 100%. N'Kobe Dean, Christian Ellis. That's it. That's it. Everybody else, even, you know, people will – see that Miles Jack got signed and Zach Cunningham got signed and say they'll be here. Not necessarily. Um, they got to they gotta prove it. They got to prove that there's gas left in the tank. Yeah, they're not owed um, anything. You know, yeah. their contracts are, are strictly, you know, if you're here, you, you, you get your money. If not, then. Yeah. I mean, if you're a betting man, I'd bet on them being here. Right. Uh, because, you know, they're they're better probably on paper than the guys they're, they're here to replace, but you know, I mean, they were on the street August 6th. That's not a good sign. Right. Um, and people make the comparison to Linball Joseph and Indomitian Sue a lot came in season, but you know, Linball and, and, and Dominican especially. They're a were, bit decorated. That well, they're not only decorated, but they were really old by NFL standards. You know, Indomitian mid thirties, thirty five, thirty six. Um, Linball was thirty three, I believe. You know, that's old. The, these guys, 
Miles Jack and and uh, Zach uh, Zach Cunningham, they're still in the 27, 28. You yeah. know, and people are saying, "Well, we're not going to sign you." So, just because they have big names doesn't mean they're that. What I was talking about that stasis of being the same. They were good players at one point. Are they still good players? Yeah, you know, I want to I want to talk about this safety room because Malcolm Jenkins was in attendance today, and uh, we all know what Malcolm Jenkins brought to the table uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Helped deliver uh, Super Bowl Fifty Two to the uh, to the city of Philadelphia, the first Super Bowl championship, and uh, you know he he he's he's pretty much solidified as uh, I guess you'll I guess some people some people will probably call him an all time Eagle, um, but you know he's you know he 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 was in attendance today. You know if I'm Reed Blankenship, if I'm Sidney Brown, if I'm Kevon Wallace, any, any any of those young guys, right? If I'm any of those guys, I'm running directly to Michael Jenkins. I'm making a beeline to Michael Jenkins to try to pick his brain and figure out, you know, like some nuances or some tricks to the trade. Well, wouldn't you say so? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, look, if you know Malcolm's around, I, you know. Here's the thing about coaches. They have coaches. I mean, they're going to their coaches. Um, you know, a lot of guys don't even, you know, know who, you know. I, who, Fletcher, I say all the time. Fletcher doesn't like football <laughs> all the time. Um, he doesn't watch football. He doesn't want to be around football when he doesn't have to be around football. It's his entire life. Understandable. So he just, he wants he to just happens away. to be good at it, right? <laughs> yeah. So he wants to get away from it. Um, Josh Sweat. I was trying to think of that. That's why I said. Josh Sweat. Uh, somebody asked him about the Kelly Green jerseys, and he they brought up Reggie White. It was my buddy Rob uh, Kessner. They brought up uh, Reggie White and and – you know, some of the old Jerome Brown, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Josh is like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I, I'm not a fan of the history of the game. Doesn't know. So with a lot of what I'm trying to say with a lot of young people, the assumption, I think the assumption is all Eagles know about Eagles history. Right, right. Uh, it's not the case. Um and you know maybe some guys do go over to Malcolm, um, and Malcolm's a tremendous leader, was a tremendous player, but he's not a coach. They have coaches; they're working with coaches. Um, not a coach yet. Maybe he wants to be a coach. I don't know, but you know that's DK McDonald's job. That's you know that's who they're working with, and that's who they should be working with. You bring up an interesting point about the fact that some of these guys aren't necessarily uh, football lifers, right? They don't necessarily eat, sleep, and breathe football. Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, they they want to get away from the game. They just happen to be tremendously talented uh, at the craft, and they uh, leverage that talent uh, into tremendous uh, financial gain. Which and and you and you, and you got to respect it at that. Um, but one guy who stands out to me as someone who really is a student of the game is Noah Smith. You know, he had a quote today, uh, you know, that really stood out to me. Um, he basically was saying, quote, 
man, if you've ever walked up the field with an injury, every time you go out there to practice to anything, I'm going balls to the wall. It don't matter. Preseason practice, I'm giving it my all because I remember that feeling in my heart when I couldn't play another snap. Most people think it's most people think it's a game, but man, if you really live live that ish day in and day out, and you walk off that field and knowing, man, I don't know if it's going to be my last snap. Well, you'll go hard, harder than you've ever been. End quote. You know that that's a football lifer right there. <laughs> yeah, and by by the way, when I talk about guys like Fletcher and and Josh, I'm not saying they don't like football i'm no, saying i got you i got you i, I definitely don't want to imply that either. yeah I, I i'm saying like josh is very focused josh is a perfect example he's very focused tremendous player i think he might be the most underrated eagle yeah he doesn't talk um, much either no he's very quiet um but you know he's a great player um but he doesn't know about the history of the organization like he got drafted here it's his team he loves his guys. He loves the organization, but he doesn't delve into the history of the organization. That's all I'm trying to say. I got you. In the in the case of Fletcher, like you know, Fletcher's one of the greatest Eagles defenders of all time, of all time. Um, you know, you don't get to that uh, position uh, without liking the game and liking what you do but when you're in that grind and it is a grind when you have some free time you want to get the hell away from it so you know everybody it's one of my favorite times of year the depth chart also when somebody asks when a tv person asks fletch what he's going to do during the bye week are you going to watch the cowboys are going to always just looks at him it's like i don't watch football um, you know, he's trying to get away when there's a chance to get away. Um, and yeah, I, there's look when, when Jalen Carter got drafted here, he didn't get drafted here and immediately start studying the history of the organization. Right. He's thrilled to be here with his teammates and that's where it extends to. Yeah, a guy like Noel Smith, he's he's you know he he he, and again this this not even history related you know uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles, but you know just his intensity you know when it comes to his approach and his commitment to just being able to always stay ready, so you ain't got to get ready, you know that's something to definitely marvel at. Um, and, and by the way, on the other end of the spectrum, some guys do, some guys embrace it, some guys some right. guys do, but I would say that group is you know much smaller than the other group got it got it so uh before we get out of here um can you give us any of your uh key observations from training camp today anybody who stood out you know who were your offensive and uh defensive mvps who get your game ball on the offensive side and defensive side you know what were your observations today um it was a light practice 55 minutes and that's what developmental which is understandable because they went back to back to back and they're playing on saturday uh, for the first time, the second team got more reps than the first team. Uh, as you can tell, they're trying to get those guys are going to play the most, um, obviously. Uh, so Marcus Mariota got more reps than Jalen Hurts for the first time at practice. So it's a lot of backup players. Josh Job, a guy we were talking about, man, he is just having a great camp. He was He's back on the second team because James James is back, James Bradbury. Uh, he was just locking people down. He did a tremendous job. 
Marcus Mariota's played really well now for the third consecutive day. Um, he had a great ball handling touchdown. It's a two yard line, baked the inside handoff, um, hid the ball like he was Aaron Rodgers and just walked into the end zone. Um, no, everybody was looking at the running back. Everybody in the end zone, bunch of reporters, we were all looking at the running back. It was just phenomenal um, what he was able to do. So I'm going to get Marcus. Marcus is having a good week. Uh, he had a good practice. I'm going to hit, and, and it was about the second team, as I said, more than the first team. Um, so I'm going to give him the game ball. And Josh Job. I mean, Josh Job. I said, that's the first lockdown second team corner I've ever seen because he locked down the second team. <laughs> um, he's he's just, he's been really good. And there was a lot of talk about who's going to step forward um, between Greedy Williams and, and Kaylee Ringo and Makai Gardner and Eli Ricks and almost even even to Eli Ricks because he had such a big reputation um, coming out of high school and, and at Alabama. Um, Josh was kind of in the background and he was like, it was, it was Williams, it was Ringo, it was Ricks and Josh Job. He was kind of like the last guy, the and guy. And he's been by far the best, by far, not even close. Slap in the field. So uh, I got I got to sneak one more question on you, John. You know, Josh Job again, the guy who's just been you know showing out in training camp, and uh, Kelly Rango has been uh, making you know making some plays as well. Makai Garner, guys like that, um, and then you have Darius Slade, Maddox, and Bradbury starting. I got to ask you, and I know, and I know you've only covered this team since 2016, uh, the beginning of the Doug Peterson era, but. Has the Philadelphia Eagles cornerback room ever had this 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 positive of an outlook? Not since I've been here, and you'd have to go back. Even you know they they obviously had you know some good cornerback duos yeah. with um, in the bet, but the depth as well. The I mean they're deep. They they have more than. I think they're going to keep six corners. Most teams keep five. I think the Eagles are going to keep six because they have to keep six. I think they have seven or eight NFL corners on this roster. Um, yeah, and I can't come up with a time when that was the case. Um, that's a, They have a lot of talent at corner. And, yeah, the backups aren't proven, you know, because they haven't gotten to play because – Slay has stayed healthy and Bradbury has stayed healthy and the year before Steve Nelson stayed healthy. Um, so fans don't necessarily get to see it, but we get to see it in practice. Zach can play a little bit and I think he's better suited for the, for the nickel. So I think he's a better player inside. Um, Josh can play. Kaylee Ringo's got tremendous potential. Um, Makai Gardner is going to be an NFL corner. Um, yeah, I'm not even talking about Greedy. And Greedy Williams was a second round pick. Um, and he's, I don't even think he's going to make the practice squad. Wow. Well, I mean, 
you know, there you guys have it. I mean, th- th- this is this is a this is a very fascinating team to watch, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So much talent, but still very little experience in, in some key spots like linebacker and safety uh, outside of Terrell Edmonds. But you know, there are some question marks still. We got to see how this thing pans out in the long run. But you know, with this preseason matchup coming up against the Ravens, the undefeated and the future undefeated Ravens. Uh, this is going to be really interesting to see how this thing pans out. Uh, John, before we get out of here, um, can you give us any updates on anything you're uh, potentially working on for Jacob Sports, SI.com, and also can you uh, fill the people in on the um, remaining schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, going forward beyond this Saturday preseason game? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, you know, between now and Thursday, think about it, you got two games and two joint practices. So a lot of stuff is going to be happening over over the next week um and um you're going to get to see a lot of the backups in the games the the first team's probably going to do much of their work in the joint practices with the cleveland browns some great you know cleveland if you think about some of the talent they have you know jordan mylott has already been talking about miles garrett you know Darius smith is there now they have two tremendous pass rushers um, we know the talent of Deshaun Watson. Uh, he and Jalen Hurts are very close. Um, that's a very gifted team. So they're going to be tested, um, uh, by the Cleveland Browns. Um, and it's got that, that is going to be, and unfortunately fans don't get to see it, but that's going to give us a real beat on where the Eagles are as a team. And, um, the, the games I think is going to be for the, as I mentioned, the, the second teamers and, and specifically, uh, the running backs, you know, Rashad Penny's got to play well. Um, Trey Sermon's got to play well, um, at linebacker, you know, Nicholas Moro's playing for his, um, Eagles life, so to speak. Miles Jack's got to prove he's got something left. Zach Cunningham. Um, that's that's sort of for the games and and the first team guys will probably sharpen it uh, against the Browns and in, in the joint practices. And Jim Schwartz will be back. So you know, uh, Jim is the defensive coordinator in Cleveland now. So you know what his defense is if you were. <clears throat> paying attention to the Eagles, what we're just talking about in their history. You give Jim Schwartz, Miles Garrett, and Zadarius Smith, you know, Ooh. that's that's the biggest – that's going to be a big test for that strength versus strength, um, Eagles offensive line versus, versus those edge rushers. Absolutely. You guys heard it here first. Look, before you get out of here, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys comment below with any sort of questions or your takes on what me and John talked about today as well. Um, On top of that, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. You guys know we have some of the best content on YouTube, right? There is Burge 365 with Jody Mack and John McMullen. And then on top of that, at 11 a.m., well, 11 a.m. my time, 12 p.m. Eastern time, you have Sports Take with Derek Gunn and Rob Ellis. And then to close out your afternoon, you have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Come on, man. It doesn't get any better than that. So make sure you guys continue yeah. to stay locked in. And make sure you guys always stay engaged in Jacob Sports. 
if you want more from John, if you guys are avid readers of his content, check him out on SI.com, but most notably, check him out on jkipsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. John, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. Eagles fans, take care. One love. Stay humble, stay healthy, stay hungry. You guys are locked in on Football 24-7. He's John McMullen. I'm Tony Shills II. We out of here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.